Isn't this going to go down as one of the most unique Easter's we have ever experienced together? We're going to look back on this day uh, in the next year, two years, five years to come and go remember when <laughs> we, we couldn't gather at church, but we could gather in our living rooms, we could gather uh, in our car, in our coffee shop, and celebrate the resurrection together. Uh, this is a crazy time that we're in, and uh, I'm glad we have this opportunity to connect for uh, a few moments on Easter weekend. This is our weekend, believer, Christian believer. We're celebrating always the fact that Jesus paid the price for us uh, with his death on the cross, but we're also always celebrating the resurrection. Jesus overcame everything to share his victory with us. So, so good to connect with you guys today. Hey, uh, I want to share a few thoughts today about the things which make for peace. Uh, we are living in a day of extreme uncertainty. Uh, things change, reports change, um, guidelines change, projections change. Uh, we're supposed to not worry about wearing a mask. Now we're supposed to wear a mask. If you take Advil, things make it worse, or who knows if that's correct or not. Uh, all I know is I've been washing my hands more than ever, and I have been so aware of how many times I touch my face. Um, and one thing that I've not been able to comply with, washing my hands for 20 seconds at a time. I just can't seem to do that. But I'm washing my hands a lot. I hope you are too. But you know, all of this has put us in this place of uncertainty. And I think a lot of us feel this kind of uncertainty that's all around us. There's different voices that are crying out different things. There's conflicting voices. There's biased voices that are kind of using this for, for a particular agenda that they might have. If you watch the news after a while, it just can, it can bring you down. Uh, if you get on social media and everybody's got their theory, you got conspiracy theorists and uh, they are everybody that they're pulling in to all of that kind of stuff. Uh, there's opinions, everybody's always had opinions, but man, they're flying around like crazy right now. And the truth is, today is a day uh, where there is an invisible enemy uh, that we are fighting, this virus. But all of this all pulled together just makes a lot of us feel a bit uncertain. And it would be easy to get rattled, uh, to be troubled, to be ill at ease. And I want to look at a couple of places in, in the, the New Testament where they, the story is being told of Jesus, his last few days on earth, uh, which really takes up quite a bit, actually, of the Gospels. And we have, the, we have the advantage of seeing the story from our vantage point. We know how the story ends and the celebration of the resurrection, but I would imagine that his disciples were definitely in a place of uncertainty uh, as all this with Jesus uh, being crucified, three days, resurrected, not knowing really what to expect, what's going on. Uh, I've always been touched by this story of Jesus showing up 
speaking to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Uh, and at first, I didn't even recognize him. Uh, but I, I love this, uh, their, this response to, to Jesus before they recognized who he was. Luke 24, verse 21 says, We had hoped he was the Messiah. They weren't sure anymore. Things were uncertain for them who had come to rescue Israel. This all just happened three days ago. And so, here are these disciples where they're trying to make sense of everything that's going on, all their ideas, all their plans, all their dreams for the future. It all just feels like it's been tossed in the air, and they can't figure out what's up, what's down, what's right, what's left, uh, where I should go. And I think there are a lot of people that feel that way today with all the craziness that's going on. Things crashed for them with an, just an unexpected set of circumstances, and maybe that's happening for you today. But I think I've got a word that will be helpful to us as we're in this season of uncertainty. Uh, Jesus, actually, on the day that he showed up his resurrection um, day, the Bible records this particular story that I want to focus in on today. John 20 Verse 19, this is the evening of the day that Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week. The doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. <laughs> they were in their own quarantine out of their fear for what was going on because they felt oh so uncertain. But Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, I think this is interesting, the first thing Jesus said to them when he showed up and appeared to them is, peace be with you. And when he'd said this, he showed them both his hands and his side, and the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. I think it's interesting that Jesus, in just a short few minutes, says, peace be with you. Says it twice. First, I believe he's bringing peace to the disciples. And I think that's what he wants to do today for you and for me. He wants to say, peace be with you. But then he says it a second time, and he says, peace be with you as the Father sent me now I'm sending you. In other words, the first time is peace for you. The second time is to know that you and I are to be sent out to minister the peace that we've received. Not just peace for us, but peace to minister to others. Peace is given to you so that peace can flow through you. It's, it's the idea of the, that we are blessed to be a blessing that we are receiving the peace of God so that we can minister the peace of God. From this centered place of at peace, I'm sending you out to bring peace to others. Uh, Jesus, in the week leading up to his um, crucifixion and resurrection, Luke 19, verse 42, he's talking about bringing Jerusalem in um, under his wings and how he had longed to bring them in, but they had rejected his lordship and his love. And I, this idea, Luke 19, 42 says, if you had known in this day, even you, the things which make 
for peace. And that's what I want to talk about today, the things which make for peace. For the next few weeks, we're actually going to talk about this, but let's just look a little bit at what Jesus has to say about this. John 14, verse 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. We are living in a troubled world, not just because of this coronavirus and the shutdown of economy and shutdown of business and the global pandemic that we're all facing, but, but this is a world that is full of trouble, and it's easy to get troubled. And the truth is, if you dial in to CNN, constant negative news, wherever you get that from, uh, there's always the trouble of war or violence or crime or terrorism or racial issues or political divisions and fighting. Uh, there's now, of course, there's some uh, huge economic troubles and that are so negative, the coronavirus thing, the uncertainty that is all around that kind of thing. And then if you, if you put on top of that the personal stuff that you're going through, that I'm going through, the, the relationship stuff that we're all having to still handle while this is going on, the job stress, whether you have a job or whether you've lost your job, the disappointments that happen. The, the truth is this, we live in a troubled world. Trouble happens to all of us. And I know sometimes we go, what did I do wrong to cause this trouble? But the reality is, this is a troubled world. But Jesus says this, I'm leaving my peace with you. I'm giving my peace to you. I think he's saying to us, don't let the trouble that's around you get in you. Trouble might happen to you, but you don't have to let it get in you. Don't let your heart get troubled. That's what Jesus said. Don't let your heart get fearful. Your heart, the center of who you really are, was not made for being troubled. It was not made for fear. Your heart was made for peace. And one of my favorite verses that I go back to all the time, Proverbs 4.23, says this, you got to watch over your heart with all diligence because it's easy for the trouble to get in your heart. It's easy for the fear to get in your heart. It's easy for the uncertainty to get in your heart. But the Bible says that you got to watch over your heart with all diligence because from it flow the springs of life. Jesus is saying to you and to me, at the center of your being, at the, at the place where it all flows out of, I want to give you peace, tranquility, calmness, stillness, an inner strength. He's saying the trouble is always going to be with you at some level. The peace that the world gives, he says, I'm not giving you peace like the world gives, because the world gives us peace. We think of absence of conflict. 
we're just out in a field and the butterflies are flying all around and the birds are chirping and there's no conflict at all and we think that's what peace is all about. But he says, the peace I'm giving to you is a peace that's greater than all the troubles that are around you. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a peace that causes you to go around the storm. It's a peace that gives you the strength to go through the storm. So the storm is all around, but the storm has not gotten in you. That's the kind of peace Jesus wants to give you and I today. John 16, verse 33, Jesus said this, These things I've spoken to you that in me... You may have peace. In the world, you have tribulation, which the, the Greek word is actually pressure. In the world, you have pressure. We all feel pressure at times. But he says, take courage. Uh, one translation says, be bold. One translation says, cheer up, because I have overcome the world. We all experience pressure in our life from different things that that come at us but Jesus has said this the pressure is with you always but you can cheer up you can be bold you can be strong because I want to give you something that's greater than the trouble that's around you I want to give you this spiritual substance for your soul that's called peace. It it will keep you from imploding. It will keep you from the pressure causing you to cave in. Your world will get centered in this place of great peace. So I want to talk for a few moments about what are the things which make for peace? What can help us walk in the peace of God during an uncertain season? And I want to look at this passage today. Philippians 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The first thing that makes for peace is this idea. Make a choice to rejoice. Make a choice. That's right. Right now, in the middle of all the uncertainty and all the craziness, you can make a choice to rejoice. I'm going to remind you that Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians while he himself was actually in a jail cell, while he was in his own isolation, quarantine, removed from all the the things that would have propped him up outside. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always, Again, I will say, rejoice. Abraham Lincoln said, people are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. Uh, I like this quote that I came across the other day. Happiness is a feeling 
based on an event. But joy is a revelation based on a mindset. It's not just a feeling. It's, it's, a, it's a revelation. I am going to rejoice in the Lord, and I'm going to choose to do it always and again. I say rejoice. You know, some of us just, we wake up happy. Not me. Uh, my my uh, youngest daughter, Elizabeth, she every day when she was living at home with us, she woke up, she was just kind of singing and happy and just all that. Now, I am not that way at all. When I get up in the morning, uh, I'm not mad, I just don't want to talk. All I want is my cup of coffee. Don't talk to me till I get a cup of coffee in me. But, I just, but, but I've learned this truth because it's not the normal bent of my personality uh, to go this way. But I, I have learned this. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's still true today. Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, you have an option you are a human being with the ability to choose. These may not feel like joyful times for you, but you can still choose to be a joyful person. I hope you can get that. You can choose whether you're going to be negative or positive. You can choose whether you're going to be cynical or upbeat. You can choose whether you're going to be sour or sweet-natured. You can choose whether you're going to be bummed out about all this or you're going to be cheered up about what God could do in your life. You can choose to be depressed or encouraged. You can choose to have a bad attitude or a good attitude. Rejoice in the Lord always. I may not be able to rejoice in the stuff that's happening to me, but I can always rejoice in the Lord. I can rejoice in his faithfulness. I can rejoice in his grace. I can rejoice in his help. I can rejoice in his strength. Come on, you can make a choice to rejoice, and it's part of what makes for peace in your life. The second idea I want to talk about is from this passage in Philippians is number two is run your life from your prayer closet. Run your life from your prayer closet. So Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul is encouraging us, don't get worried about stuff, but deal with your life from your prayer closet. That doesn't, you, can, you can have a prayer space in your car. You can have a prayer space out on a walk. You can have a prayer space walking around your house with worship music playing. You, there's all kinds of ways you can, you can shift into a prayer space. But the instruction of Paul to us here is that we would 
process our stuff, not by worrying and trying to figure out how we can fix it, but take it to God in the place of prayer. You're going to find things in your prayer closet that you're not going to find anywhere else. You're you're not going to find it watching the news. You're not going to find it surfing social media. You're not going to find it any other way than going into that place of prayer. So instead of striving and manipulating and worrying and being anxious, could I just implore you, as the Apostle Paul would implore all of us, come on, when you go to that place of prayer, when you take what's concerning you and bring it, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you, you're going to get answers. You're going you're gonna to get fresh perspective. You're going to move things spiritually. You're going to find God. You're going to find yourself. Jeremiah 33, 3 says this, call to me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Come on, you got to know that there's lots of stuff you don't know. But the Bible says if you will call on him, he will show you stuff that you never knew before. So don't go to your prayer closet, your prayer space to worry. Let's be prayer warriors. Let's instead of just prayer worriers, you know. Don't just come before God. Sure it's okay to come and to pour out your hurts or your difficulties, but eventually you want to get to that place where you go with thanksgiving, where you locate your positives and you declare that. Go with faith. Go 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 declaring the promises of God over your life. Pray the promise, not the problem. (laughs) Declare the promise. Go to that place of prayer. Whenever you feel yourself starting to worry, to get anxious, to feel uncertain, that's the time to shift it over into the place where you come before the Lord with it. But I want us to look at this idea. The peace of God surpasses comprehension. That's what the Bible says. If you bring it before the Lord, that, that the peace of God which surpasses comprehension will guard your heart and your mind. In other words, the peace of God is something that's beyond your brain. It's something that actually happens in your spirit. Uh, the, the Greek word that is translated surpasses is this idea to hold above or to rise above or to be superior. In other words, the peace of God is above. It's superior to your comprehension, to your understanding. The word comprehension is simply the the Greek word nous, which means mind or understanding or your reasoning, your reasoning. In other words, the idea is this. The peace of God is something different than you solve the problem in your mind. You figured out how to work the thing out. Peace doesn't come out of your mind. Peace comes out of your spirit. Peace is not a substance of your mind. Peace is a substance of your spirit. That's why you gotta watch over your heart with all diligence. It's not becoming mindless, It's just deciding that you're going to live your life tuned into your spirit 
as the leader instead of your mind as the leader. Because when your spirit is the leader, your spirit knows things your mind hasn't even thought up yet. I love this verse, Romans 8, 6. It says, the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. See, really what we're deciding to do is that we're going to decide what's going to take center place in my life. My mind trying to figure it out or, or go to this place where I am going to let my spirit be full of the peace of God. And then the Bible goes on and says this, the peace of God, verse 7, which surpasses all comprehension will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. The, the original language uh, for guard is literally like having a sentry guard that's standing at attention, guarding your, your mind, your thoughts, uh, the, the peace of God coming out of your spirit, guarding your emotions, your, your heart. I want to encourage you to lean into this place of peace that God has for your life. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. It really matters what's going on within us. Always make your decisions from a place of peace because decisions that are birthed out of worry are going to get you in trouble. Decisions that are birthed out of fear are going to get you in trouble. Peace-based. Get to a place of peace and make your decision. Get to a place of peace and decide where to go, what to do, what to say. I like this uh, few verses in the message. It says this, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and prayers, praises, shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. You know, this whole idea of peace is, is a prominent theme in the Bible. And we're going to be talking about it for the next few weeks. But I just want to say to you, that peace can be yours. I love this phrase. It's a wonderful thing when Christ displaces worry from the center of your life. Hey, I would love to pray with you. You know, you may be watching this, listening to me, and just thinking, I don't even know if I have a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God that would allow me just to come to him and open up my heart. But could I, could I pray with you today? Let's surrender in a fresh new way to Jesus today. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you used to have 
a great relationship with God, but you know you're not where you used to be, where you want to be, where you could be, where you even know you should be. Easter Sunday, 2020, one of the craziest (laughs) Easter's I think we're ever gonna experience. This could be your day where you surrender your life to the goodness of God. Maybe you just feel unsure about where you stand with God. So wherever you're at right now, not if you're driving, But if you're in a place where you could bow your head and pray, let's bow our heads together, and I want to lead you in a prayer. Can I just encourage you to say these words out loud? Say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart to your love and to your lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned, but I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. Thank you for a fresh start. Thank you for a new beginning. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Amen. Beautiful.